Welcome to Dietitian Boss. I'm Libby Rothschild, your host and fellow registered dietitian nutritionist. I serve as a business coach to my colleagues, registered dietitian nutritionists all around the world. I help you get leads and turn prospective clients into paying customers using online marketing and social media strategies that work. Thank you so much for joining today's episode. Hello and welcome. Today's guest is Lauren Smith. She's an online registered dietitian currently based in St. Petersburg, Florida. At just 25 years old, she is the owner of Sorority Nutritionist, an online nutrition coaching business that specializes in helping sorority alumni lose weight, gain confidence, and ditch dieting forever. Before she studied nutrition, Lauren tried every fad diet you can think of from keto to intermittent fasting. It wasn't until her senior year when she was studying nutrition at Florida State University when she realized her entire approach to dieting was wrong. She learned that food is fuel and doesn't have to be something to fear or avoid to lose weight and be healthy. Now, engaged, loving life, and the dog mom of two fur babies, Hugo and Hayden, Lauren has helped over 100 women lose weight and build confidence through her personalized one-on-one coaching. She helps Sorority alumni learn a balanced approach to eating to hit their weight loss goals without giving up their favorite fun foods or their social life. Welcome to today's podcast. I am so excited to be here, Libby. Oh, I'm happy to have you. You're always a pleasure, and I love following your journey and seeing you on social. So if you could tell us a little bit, I'm so excited to dive in and um, inspire the community here. If you could tell us about your niche and the process of niching down in your online business. Yes. So my niche really, it feels like I stumbled upon it, but looking back, it was almost like it was meant to be. So back at Florida State, um, I know from my bio, you guys know a little bit about it, and if you follow me on Instagram, I had a horrible relationship to food. I honestly had my own struggles with my weight and, and fueling my body, and basically fell into nutrition as a major, and didn't even know being a dietitian was like an actual job. Um, so it was really interesting kind of kind of going through that process um, of my own weight loss journey and my own struggles. And when the time came to actually be a dietitian and have a job, I really had no idea that you could do online nutrition coaching and run a full business online. So um, really kind of reflecting on everything and then working with you, I had realized, you know, all my sorority sisters in college had a lot of issues with eating. I had my own issues with eating. Um, And as a dietitian, that I could help other women just like me, you know, gain confidence, have... um, a good relationship to food and really just feel better about themselves. Um, so that's how I kind of began the niching down journey, but there definitely have been some road bumps along the way. Sure. I mean, there, it, you can't niche down without road bumps. I mean, that's just how it goes. Uh, it's never just a one, two, three, right? So it takes reflection and alignment, just like Lauren has been so vulnerable and authentic with her story. And I hope for those of you listening, that's inspiring. So what Lauren did is she, you know, she was able to align what she does now with her passion and a bit of her history and build a story that's compelling and that's, that's so relatable for so many women. And I think that's that's really special. And I think that's something that, you know, you can get inspired and motivated from. So if you could just tell us maybe one or two tips about or reflections from the niche down process as you were, you know, getting into the groove and learning about the niche, what do you think helped 
the most? Like one or two things, or maybe not the most, that can always, that can be a little bit of a challenging question. What were some of the top things that helped you align? Like, was it some market research? Like, what about the process were you like, oh, that was good? Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, at Florida State, when I was in college, I had so many women asking me questions, even people not in my sorority, knowing that I was studying nutrition, and I, at time, I could have capitalized on it then, right? Like, I could have started an Instagram account way back in college and really, um, you know, granted, I didn't have all the education and kind of knowledge that I know now, kind of going through my own journey, but um, it never really hit me that, you know, I could help these specific women in this specific population. Um, but I think in terms of the biggest tip that I've learned along my journey is not rushing the process of niching down. Now, I'm one of those dietitians that I loved everything. Like, if you asked me a couple years ago, I would have done sports nutrition. I still love that kind of population. Sure. I've worked with athletes before. I like clinical. I mean, I worked in a hospital for my internship. Um, and, I mean, I had all these different interests but I think if I didn't go through those experiences and have so many different you know mentors and um, you know different experiences I wouldn't have been able to find a niche that I'm super passionate about and something that I really love and that I relate to Um, but I will say there was I think a podcast episode or sometime along along the way when you were mentoring me where I think on your your Instagram page you mentioned you know what is your story and what is something that people are really going to relate to? Um, and that's going to be so much easier to sell and yeah. so much easier to live and create content for. And so when I really made that switch to, to really just sharing my story and being so vulnerable, the content came so much easier for me. I knew exactly who I wanted to help and it just made that process of pitching down a lot easier. Okay, so I just want to say for those of you listening, Lauren says that she doesn't want to rush the process, but Lauren was able to niche down and hit her sales goals in three months. So that's pretty incredible. That's very fast. And again, that's only, I mean, that's a snapshot in time from having a more general brand and business to a more niched business. But it's interesting hearing you say, uh, talking about the speed of it. And I get what you're saying. What you're saying is I was in clinical. I, you know, worked and had experiences with sports, which is important that you have those experiences. But when it came time to align, you were like, boom, you were there, you were doing it, you were getting your story out, and you did it very quickly. Um, So that doesn't account, though, for all of the the experiences you had before. Uh, But I would say you are a very fast implementer, which is in sales, it's imperative to be able to be agile and take concepts and implement them and then expect that there's going to be some pivoting and some difficult times and then you adjust to it and then you are able to serve your audience and of course I believe it helps when you can align your story uh, but that's not always the easy part that for some people that can take them a little bit longer um, can yeah you- and I will say I was totally sharing my story on Instagram completely not monetizing doing something completely different um, I was doing in-person nutrition consulting and nothing like online and having my own business Um, But through that process of almost a year of sharing a little tidbits of my story without a purpose on Instagram, that created me to become very comfortable in front of the camera. It created all the ideas that I now have implemented as part of my business um, now that I actually own my own business and it wasn't just fun and a hobby anymore. Um, so I think the sooner you start, you know, sharing your story and trying to learn even what your story means to you, you're going to become more of a master of it. That way it's easier for you to relate it to your sales goals and to your ideal client. Um, so, so that it's marketable. Love it. 
absolutely love it. A lot of us skip over our story. And again, if it takes time, that's okay. But still, just remember to do it. So for those of you listening, if if this process is not quick, at least get it started. Because aligning your story makes you authentic. And it makes, like what Lauren said, content creation and creating a community much more seamless of a process. And that is important because you have to be consistent when you're building an online business. Can you talk to us about using Instagram as your lead source? You've done such an incredible job at creating really compelling content and hitting your sales goals. Yeah, so Instagram right now is quote unquote my moneymaker. It's the only platform I'm really generating leads from, but no joke, and I actually haven't even told you this yet today, Libby. I just started to post a few things on Facebook as well, and I got a lead from Facebook today. Like, what is going on? Um, And I have not been putting my time into it. I've literally just been posting my Instagram content there. So that is a good tip for you guys that are starting out, even if you just want to solely focus on Instagram like I'm doing. Um, But I use Instagram as my primary lead source. Um, And really the way I do it is not only through the really niche content and really, you know, everything that Libby has really taught me in terms of niching down, knowing your um, target audience's pain points and knowing what's going to really get them to buy and sell and really act on emotion. Um, But I think the biggest thing um, that I've done that's really helped with my success over the past three months is really showing my personality and having people buy into me and not just my coaching. Um, Because people want to work with me because I'm optimistic and I'm happy and my story and it's almost funny because with my target population, for some of you out there it might be very similar, my target population doesn't really care that I'm a dietitian. I mean, some people do, and like, yeah, it's awesome, I have my master's degree, blah, blah, blah. Um, But for a lot of people, they actually care more about my story and how I got over my challenges than they do my credentials. Um, So really understanding my audience on Instagram has helped me create leads and hit my sales goals consistently and continue to grow. I love that reflection. Um, That's so important to understand what does your audience want, What are their patterns and behaviors? How can you serve them? And clearly that's been effective for Lauren's story. Uh, I think that's great. Again, so Lauren is just showing us how she's applied having her story be a part of her brand and her audience is connected to that and her journey and message. Uh, I think that's uh, really something that we should all take in and process. Um, Wonderful. So what have you found most helpful as a dietitian in private practice who uses social media so effectively to communicate your brand and authentic message? I think the most important thing, I mean, there's a lot of important things, but the the first thing that comes to mind is really creating that relationship with your audience and responding to direct messages. I respond to every single comment and on every single post, especially if it's potentially an ideal client there. So really making sure people know I'm not just like this figure online that's like not in front of the camera. Like, no, I talk on my story every single day. I respond to every single comment. And so um, in, in, in that online world, like I said, people are going to buy into you. So you have to be there and you have to be accessible. Um, and that way, too, people learn to trust you. Um, because if you're not consistently showing up on social media, um, you know, granted, there are days I definitely take time off and try to reevaluate things. But if you're not consistently there, people are going to forget about you and there's going to be something new that comes along. Um, and there, especially when you're starting off, it's just so important to be, be there and, and be accessible. All right. So now I have a question because of how great you are with your ability to connect and on video, which I strongly recommend showing your face. 
Have you always shown your face and just been less niched, or did you not used to show your face as much? And, and I do mean through video and stories, which we'll talk about in a moment. So how's that process been since before you niched down and now? I mean, what I'm saying is, have you gotten more clear, or is it just that you weren't as consistent with showing up and, and communicating and, and relating to your audience? Yeah, so, I mean, even when I began working with you, um, that was back in, what, like April, I was showing up on social media at first when I first started my Instagram I was focusing on posting every single day and never capitalize on stories but for me and I'm almost like my target population too like I love watching people's stories and especially a lot of like the other influencers I followed so I kind of took bits and pieces from their what they show on their um, pages and kind of applied it to mine but with the nutrition twist and throughout almost a year through gradually showing my face and just posting more on my story, I realized, okay, when I was in front of the camera and when I said something that I felt really uncomfortable saying, people responded, people direct messaged me. Old friends that were following me were like, holy shit, like I'm also really, really struggling with this too. So then I was like, okay, there's something to this. Then I decided, okay, well, let's commit to going on my story, you know, XYZ um, amount of days a week, um, probably like three or four days, and I really prioritized doing it, but I had no like plan or purpose, and it wasn't until I really found my niche that I realized not only do I need to show up on my story every single day because my target population wants to see me every single day and hear what I have to say, but the content of what I talked about on my story changed completely. Sure. Now, I definitely was talking about body positivity and um, more intuitive eating and like random nutrition facts here and there when I first started off but now with my exact client and exact service I can not only sell my service on my story even subliminally even without saying a part of my program um, but I'm also answering their questions and it's creating that sense of community on there and people like expect to see me post on there um, and then see me on video so that's re that's really been my experience with using IG um, stories at least incredible and i feel that you've you have made instagram a business tool so fast you've applied that framework to use instagram to help people in a way that's aligned with your belief system and that helps you sell and i am just i love seeing that i love seeing that you've applied that i love seeing you be excited about it and i love seeing you reframe from something a little bit more vague to something super specific so what is next for you with creating more impact with your message? Will you decide to use another social platform or what do you have in store for continuing to build this, you know, such strong community with your audience? Yeah, so I definitely want to use other platforms. Um, I think I'm always going to be a learner of Instagram, meaning, you know, things are always changing. And I think as Instagram evolves, as my ideal client sometimes evolves too, um, you definitely have to stay up to date. And I definitely still want to be completely relevant on Instagram because that's kind of where my passion first started off as. But I do understand, like, I don't own the rights to Instagram. So I'm very passionate about, you know, building an email list and building that sense of community and other places too. Um, um, to kind of create that big brand awareness um, because this isn't a hobby anymore. This is a business. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I definitely want to um, – my, my, my first kind of goal is going more on Facebook, actually. 
um, especially now that today I had someone reach out to me from Facebook. So I think that's definitely um, a new place um, to kind of evolve to. But also thinking about where, once again, my ideal client hangs out. Most of the time it's on Instagram. So, um, you know, people, I think, my age and, and the sorority alumni population, they're on Facebook, but they don't utilize it a lot. But if I could get them on Facebook, you can build such a community there, especially um, with the conversations you can have and the groups on there. So um, I'm thinking of doing something like that. And actually in the works, I have another type of program that I am going to be launching. Um, it's not going to be quite like my one the one coaching um, where you're investing in me and really having me there 24 7 to hold your hand and teach you um, but this is going to be a little bit um, of a late not laid back approach but from a distance an approach um, that, that I'll be launching and um, hope to use Facebook and integrate that part of um, my, my building the business um, together that's fantastic one question about switching or, or not switching but adding another platform is there a certain, did you set a certain goal or limit or was there some kind of a benchmark where you said, okay, I've hit my sales goals. Now I'm going to go investigate email marketing and or Facebook. Like at what point did you decide that expanding outside of Instagram was the right time for you based on your business progression? Yeah, I think for me, it was a few things. One, when Instagram became a lot easier for me and content was easy to think of. It wasn't a struggle creating content. I systemized that process and have a whole strategy around content creation. That's when I was like, okay, I can do this. There is nothing else right now I can do to enhance this. It's just gonna come with time and I'm gonna become better at it with time. I mean, I've only been really niched down for what, like three or four months now. Um, so once I felt really confident with that, plus I hit my sales goals, I was like, okay, not that I feel stagnant, but let's do something else. Cause I'm one of those people, classic dietitian, um, like to run at a million miles an hour and do a bajillion things at once. Um, but I did send, set like a, a monetary and client um, acquisition goal before you know approaching yes. the email marketing, before approaching the Facebook aspect of things. Um, but still, now that like I bit off the newsletter idea and I've been starting to, I've um, had two newsletters so far, I'm realizing how much I have to learn just in that platform. And I can't even imagine Facebook and Pinterest. And I have all these different platforms, but I'm really trying to focus my time on only one of them and do really, really well at it um, before moving on to the next. That's a, um, so it's been a process, but I am, am kind of juggling both right now. That's exactly what I what I teach is, and you've Lauren has done it all so well, mastering one platform, basing it on sales goals, not vanity metrics. So Lauren said it wanted to fulfill a certain amount for sales goals. She hit that for a certain period of time and then moved on because as Lauren said, if content becomes systematized and easy and she's hit her sales goals, it's in her best interest as a business owner. It's in the business's best interest to expand visibility. And I also agree doing so one platform platform at a time and continuing to have that same methodology where I will understand the platform. Email marketing is not easy. You know, it's a whole nother, uh, whole nother. Oh my goodness. It's a beast guys. <laughs> it, it is. And I would argue that every social platform is, you know, understanding YouTube, I think is the, the 
most difficult, highest barrier to entry. And then you've got Instagram, which I believe is the easiest. And you have something like podcasting. So you've got all these different options, but they're not all the same. They're different mediums. So for you to understand how it's working in your business strategy and to set goals that are linked with sales, that's what's going to help you grow as a business owner. And I love hearing that Lauren is methodical about her process so she can continue to achieve business success and increase business success along with visibility. Um, So I hope for those of you listening, you're not trying to butt off more than you can chew and you're not trying to master Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, YouTube, and all of the above before you've made one sale because that is a big (laughs) no-no. What do you wish you knew earlier on in your business or at least just looking back at this point? So a few things. One, niching down is scary. Like I can't tell you, like, I love my family, but, um, like my mom and my dad at first, like really didn't understand why I was niching down so much. Cause they're like, there's so many people struggling with weight loss. Like, why don't you just, you know, target to everyone. And yeah, you know, I will right now I'm at the point where I do still accept clients. Like I have a male client who I know from back home and he's been awesome to work with. Definitely not my ideal client, but the majority of my clients are women. Um, and they fit that sorority alumni mold. But niching down is scary, but you know, if you have a really clear purpose, I mean, Libby talks about it all the time, you know, you, you're gonna do well with it and it's, you're gonna also market other people outside of your niche too. So it doesn't just have to be, you know, a sorority alumni who's 28 years old. You know, like you could, you know, have a, a mom join your program too and she has the same struggles as your ideal client even though she doesn't 100% of the um, So I wish I knew that niching down actually could bring you a lot more money. That's number one. Um, And I'd say number two is really just like going with my heart and my gut. I think so often I, I'm just the type of person that other people can sometimes influence me, even though I do have strong opinions and I'm very confident in myself. But I think for so long I, I was told like, you know, online isn't the way to go. Like you should do it this way or that way. And a lot of my ideas got shut down where, you know, I knew I wanted to do something like this. I love talking on camera. I love being in the media. You know, why not do it? Like you don't have to be 30, 40, 50 to start a private practice. I'm in the private practice right out of my master's degree, which was my first job. And then once I had to move, I started my own business because I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. Um, and if I didn't take that first job and if I didn't, you know, move and, you know, decide to just open up a business, um, even with no business training and, you know, just a crazy, crazy part of my life, I just got engaged. I got another dog. We moved to a new city. I mean, if I didn't do it, you know, when was I going to do it? Um, so I think just taking the opportunity when you can is so important. I love that. And I cannot wait to see you continue to grow and soar and make an impact and increase your visibility. It's just going to be incredible to follow your journey. Do you have any other final advice for other dietitians? I mean, I feel like you just gave such good advice about, you know, starting private practice immediately, starting before you're ready, um, niching down being scary, but then it also bringing you a high return on investment. Anything else that you want to share with those listening to continue to inspire our community, specifically those who might be scared to start private practice before they feel, air quote, ready? Ready, yeah. I think for me, what I've learned along the way is always be able to teach yourself and go online and, you know, even if you can invest in coaching and a mentor, like, 
find uh, even like influencer online that you really look up to and try to connect with them or, you know, just try to connect to people so you can learn as much as you can from them. Read a lot. You know, if you don't feel confident with weight loss because you didn't learn about that kind of stuff in school for whatever reason, you know, really focus on that so you can become a master of it. But the more you just stay true to yourself, the easier this is going to be. And so you, you just need to find where you're most comfortable at and then the work will be so easy for you. And work doesn't even feel like work to me. Work is fun. Um, but you have to find what really makes you happy and what really gets you excited. And then that's when your content is literally going to be amazing. That's when you're going to relate to your ideal client. And that's when the work is going to become so easy that you question that as even a job. Um, and obviously there are days where things are more difficult and whatnot, but I just wish I stayed true to my, my message a lot sooner. Um, and that brings me to another point too. I think online, especially on Instagram, there are so many different opinions, so many different dietitians, so many different niches. Um, and I think especially for me, working in the weight loss, not intuitive eating, but definitely I have a very balanced approach to nutrition. You know, I have people that say, you know, weight loss is bad, you know, having a client track calories is bad and, and really, really bash my message, um, you know, or bash dietitians like me in general. And I think to that, like just staying, once again, very true to yourself and your, your truth, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's going to be a lot of different opinions, but sometimes you just need to um, kind of remember what your purpose is um, and then, and then know who you exactly want to help and you're going to be the best dietitian that you can to others. I love your final note. If you could just leave us with reminding everyone where they can find you. Yes. So you can find me at sorority.nutritionist on Instagram and then online at the sororitynutritionist.com. Excellent. Thank you for joining today's episode. If you'd love to learn more about how to get leads online and turn prospective customers into clients, apply for my coaching. I still have a wait list. Go ahead and visit LibbyRothschild.com. That's www.LibbyRothschild.com. Go under signature service and apply for my wait list.